Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Real Boys, the number one podcast for your movie, Weird is if you will, reviews. Um, I'm, of course, one of the many hosts, Feel Better, on the podcast. As most of you will, or like to think I am, but that, that's not here nor there. We're going to be reviewing my top five movie of all time, really. It is the greatest one. You guys, can you guys hear me all right? I don't know. Anyways, um, hopefully other people can hear me properly. It is the movie Pitch Black. And without further ado, let's get other people on. Uh, let's start with my boy Johnny Blaze. What's going on, bro? Hey, how's it going, Johnny? See, I picked you first because I didn't want to forget you again. I'm like, oh, I man, I was Johnny. shocked. We got Johnny first. <laughs> I'm shocked, man. I'm usually never first, so. You said me. I was like, down here. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you are the host, of course, of the Cloud Chronicle podcast, and it's a big, big time for you at tomorrow. You know, it's uh, 420. Did you uh, did you enjoy up, uh, Pitch Black? Uh, enjoy a little, Tim. Uh, it's always great to have you in the chat, Tim. Make sure if you want to be uh, mentioned on the show, you uh, hit us up on the comments. But uh, 420, Pitch Black. Is it a good combo or is it something you have to run away from? No, great combo. Great combo. As you see, I have my Make America Green again mm -hmm. uh, hat on. So I love this movie, man. Great, great choice. Great film. Can't wait to talk about it. Excellent. Awesome. And a uh, shout out to Jason. Thank you so much for tuning in here live with us. We're going to put uh, my boy Johnny Blaze in the back so he can maybe, you know, get some green room love. But we're going to bring up. Uh, our producer extraordinaire, Dylan, to get him uh, back off as soon as possible because he's taking care of us. Dylan, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, Phil. How are you? I'm doing excellent. So, yeah, you host about a thousand different things, but you pretty much run the network of some nobodies that has Silicon Angels talking upstream, downstream. I don't know. Uh, you have so many titles, and you are the $10 word with your uh, knowledgeable vocabulary. What vocabulary word are we using on Pitch Black today? Um, fine. <laughs> it's not impressive. This movie's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ten dollar word right there. It's fine. Oh, you know, good to know. Well applied. Well applied. Any word can be worth ten dollars. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm going to stick with um, today. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> what you feel about this movie and attacking me already with just the fine of the word. Ah. We're going to kick you off screen. And I'm. Yeah. I was expecting this from my mortal enemy, my. Michael Kobe, so let's bring Michael up here so I can get more than before I have a friend helping me back. Of course, Mr. Kobe, changing it up every day. How are you doing? Oh, man. I cannot wait. Before we start talking about this movie, can I just say, I did not hate this movie. Um, first, ladies and gentlemen, it's a first on the podcast. I am going to be talking a lot of shit on this movie, but... <laughs> I did have fun while I was watching it. I did not hate it, but I have a lot of problems with it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Tim, uh, it's fair. Uh, yeah, not being a Vin Diesel fan is uh, a good reason not to watch it, but uh, this, Michael. This is the first Vin Diesel movie I've ever actually seen. Oh, and what and what did you think? So you were not a Vin Diesel fan, so would, no. would you suggest Tim to try and watch this movie? Um, yeah, actually, um, I did play the, the Chronicles of Riddick games yeah. on like the old Xbox. Um, you mean the mountain of a, a box? Yes. And I did like those. So I was expecting a little bit more out of this movie, but the movie, I think Dylan summed it up pretty well when he said it's fine. All right. And again, stabbing me in my own heart, but it's, of course, my villainous uh, friend here, Michael. You can jump off screen and we'll bring in uh, my man, Dan Levy, who uh, is, oops, we're caught him smoking. He's so high. He's happy, happy sky. How are you doing, Not Dan? Yet. We're getting there, buddy. We're getting there. So uh, did, the first time watching the movie, second time, how high did you get watching this movie? Uh, actually, I was 100% sober during the entire flick, and it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Was it your first time watching the movie? It was. Yes, it was. 
The movie we're discussing, of course, is The Great Pitch Black, one of the first Vin Diesel movies um, in his career. Um, so you're saying... Is, pardon? One of his better movies, I might yeah, say. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is one of the better. What up, Cinefil? Thank you, uh, Simon. Uh, I like to say that I am a sin on the films. But yes, let's get everybody back in here and we'll discuss uh, more the, the plot and what everybody really thought of the movies. That so uh, I'll let our oh wait no I forgot Zach of course always oh. forget someone it oh oh you forgot oh, me yes. this time oh wow yeah so as an apology <laughs> I have to get you on my my podcast next week to make up for it that's the that's how I work as an apology because I'm a horrible host apparently Zach how did you feel about Pitch Black and you can be as mean uh, as you want since I no. forgot you. You know, I remember watching this in the theater in the year 2000, and I remember liking it and being like, oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, watching it again this morning, I'm going to I'm gonna hop on Dylan's back. It is just a fine movie. It is very pretty. It is very mm -hmm. cool looking, but it's pretty boring for most of it. Like, the premise is cool, and things are happening, but... Uh, nothing's also happening and you're in this great world where it's just kind of human problems and uh yeah it's it's just it's it is passionately fine Ooh, passion it's an, i guess that's a step up from just fine you know there's some vitality into it um and i want everybody to know i actually wrote out the list of people here and zach's name's there and mm. i completely forgot because mm. i'm a horrible cool. freaking person yeah, uh, I think it is a really good ad uh, technique of yours to mess up constantly and then apologize by inventing a new show to have people on for you to apologize to them in person. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm in. That's how you become a mogul. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> think outside the box, people. I love it. I love it. I, I, have I forgotten anybody else? Because I don't think I have a time for another show to be no. part of my thing. No, not, so let's not bring today. everybody on. Um, uh, uh, the producer. Uh, Dylan boy, thank you so much for that. I'm a horrible person. I should never host. Why do you guys let me host? No, you just do so much. You're so tired. You have so many things going on. All of your important, famous friends got you doing so much stuff, dude. In and out. I tried to. I tried to get them to not let you host, but that didn't go over well. That is true. We all got individual text messages. Like, please don't let Phil host. Phil, I got my number. Yeah. Um, guys, um, so this is my favorite movie. I really enjoy it. it. It's the first movie I actually saw with Vin Diesel in it before I knew that he had done uh, The Iron Break Giant. Dance. Oh, yeah. And I really love the whole concept of him having his eyes shined and being this badass, crazy killer. And the Break the shine, the break dance, really? Yeah, I mean that that got him where he that got him where he is now. Is that break dance video? Once that circulated, he became a mega superstar. Vin Diesel used to break dance. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. As, and bodybuild as Vincent Diesel. Did oh, anybody? That's see... why he completely changed his name. I, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to figure that out. Did anybody see his uh, his video of the uh, music he's been yes, working on there's during an quarantine? Breakdancing video. Oh. It's actually like it's not nearly as bad as you would think it was going to be. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I haven't silent. seen that. Well, come, Phil, let's get going, boy. Yeah, let's talk about this movie. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're already 12 minutes in. No one can hear you. <laughs> no. Is nope. he talking? Oh, he's trying no. to. I wonder if he's experiencing oh, okay. some technical <laughs> difficulties. Okay, well, uh, so this movie starts off with, uh, obviously, it has the, the the sound over of Vin Diesel telling people uh, things about hypersleep and I how... And how everybody falls asleep except the most primitive side of them, uh, which yeah. is why Vin Diesel never sleeps. <laughs> no, he doesn't sleep. It's it's a pretty good sci-fi opening monologue because it sets you up really, really early and really strongly for what his character's gonna be. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
but they don't I, do enough with that character. No, they don't really do a lot with a lot of things. Uh, so I, I don't really have, obviously, the rundown of the things because Phil uh, was supposed to take care of that. But I, <laughs> I, I did think that, um, like, the opening part, when it, when it come on, like, obviously there's, like, this big uh, penis-shaped uh, uh, ship that just shows up in, in the screen. You're like, what is happening? It's my then, first note. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. My first thing, dick, dick ship. <laughs> like, dick ship. <laughs> like, then I literally went to Google. I'm like, all right, what is the budget for this film? Uh, but uh, and actually, like, most of the CGI holds up pretty well. And um, yeah, then you get the voiceover of no, it actually does uh, up until the aliens. The aliens look like absolute garbage. The, the aliens, aliens look very so rubbery. bad. But what I'm they are the aliens are like prime for a good suit if they would have made two of these aliens instead of 500 of them and they would have put two people in suits it could have been cool that's fair i mean this is this is 2000 which is like when the boom of uh cgi really just kind of took off but the thing the thing i'm saying is up until the cgi aliens I could see where the money's going. Like every set looks very good. Uh, all of like the bone structure outside looks very good. Uh, the acting is fine-ish. Uh, my my big problem with the movie is letting uh, the idea that these <laughs> these aliens only uh, I guess smelling blood. I guess that was like the thing that when that kind of popped into, I was like, all right, I, I hate this. This is stupid now. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it just it made it so dumb uh, because then you, you obviously and, and, and I've seen this movie before so you knew the twist it's going to happen later on um, but yeah I, I will say that meeting Vin Diesel's <laughs> character was very cool the introduction to this universe and to this style of like outer space future you know space prison I, I'm always a fan of space prisons so mm-hmm. I, I was cool on, on the beginning of this once again and then his eyes are cool like his eyes are very cool and apparently like i looked it up and uh, when this movie came out they would sell these contacts called like shine ons and yep. they did it for like one year and it was because after a little bit you couldn't get these contacts out of your eyes oh, oh god the oh, they, would, yeah, they would like glue themselves inside of your eyeball yeah, oh my God. Really shine job, yeah. Yeah, they used the prototype on Vin Diesel, and apparently they were filming in uh, Australia, and the contacts got stuck in his eye, and there was no optometrist around there, so they had to fly somebody in to have these things almost <laughs> like professionally removed, which is pretty cool. But uh, wow. yeah, so well, so after the plane, uh, you're on the spaceship for a little bit, and that's when you get to know some characters pretty quickly, and I think that scene is pretty intense like knowing that the pilot is kind of okay with dropping all of those bodies like i thought that was kind of interesting yeah she well she's the secondary captain after the first captain gets his cryo tube punctured by space debris um Mm -hmm. but yeah they have this and it's part of her character development across the entirety of the movie is that at the start she's willing to jettison i think 40 civilian cryo tubes is what they say and at the end and at the end jumping ahead Riddick is like, hey, nobody's going to blame you if you come with me and leave him behind. And she goes, I'm not leaving a single person behind. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's it, an interesting little development arc that you don't. Yeah, it's a complete 180 for what she was at the beginning of the, at the show than what she was at the end. But, well, uh, and I'm also a fan of like how movies are made and like what the backstory is. And apparently, throughout the entire filming <laughs> process, it was planned that the Riddick character was going to die. At the very end, he was supposed to be the one to die, but they thought that that character was so riveting and they wanted sequels that they quickly swapped it with the Carolyn character to make her die at the end uh, just for sequel sake, which they're actually currently working on on one right now. Mm-hmm. Number four, right? Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, yeah. and Riddick. Well, yeah. there's a, there's another one too. There's, the, there's two, I think, film rem- uh, two film sequels one's an animated, animated one. yeah, yeah there's an animated one and then there's a new one called like uh firia or something crazy furia furia yeah, yeah. yeah. that one's being developed now which yeah. I, I i'm kind of in this universe i think i'm okay with this franchise for the most part yeah this is definitely a, a setup to a universe movie it's mm-hmm. just so like i'm watching it and i'm like i've seen sci-fi thrillers that were made between 1998 and 2005. And this is just all of them. It's so, it's so aggressively generic 
and they don't do anything with the interesting character that that it's like all right fine i guess i'll watch this dumb movie <laughs> like yeah. that looks nice like when they're outside in the sun and they're like washed out it does look cool yeah and i actually watched this on vhs because that was the only physical copy that i could find so <laughs> i at first i was like wait is my vcr messed up but no when i actually went on youtube and watched a couple of flicks i'm like oh yeah it is it is aggressively bleached out it is yeah it's, real, it's it, washed it, out and it, it's like it's a cool it's a cool style choice like it looks yeah. uh, you know the, the contrast between like when they're in the like the ship or whatever and then they go outside and it's like washed out it's like it's it's a big difference and it it's a cool stylistic choice. Yeah, now was that was that like the color of one of the suns was like a blue it was like so white it made it blue like a, kind of like a, it whited out the entire earth. Yeah. And then there, like the there, other two suns were like just like our suns. Yeah, there are three yeah. suns that this planet is kind of in orbit around. Two of them are like yellow red, one of them's blue. So yeah. normally you get like a red day and a blue day and conveniently this ship crash lands on this planet once every 22 years that it has an eclipse, which I don't have a problem with this coincidence because without it, there's no real like story. It yeah. happens. Yeah. It's gotta happen. Right. It's gotta happen. Uh, right. But I, I'm assuming the precipice of all of this is just uh, what a meteor shower, right? That's what goes through the ship that makes them crash in the beginning. Is it just, is it just meteors, right? Yeah. They never, it was like, uh, it's a form of particle, meteor right. particles. Yeah. Or yeah. like the tail end of a comet or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Phil, you Phil okay? Is completely he's, he's frozen. frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. Yeah. All so right. we so we crash down this planet, and that's when we get the fact that there's uh, the, the two pilots, and the one pilot does that cool airlock maneuver to make sure that the other like humans don't die. Because if he didn't yep. break that lock open, she would have been able to you know do that thing. But there's also that that weird stupid scene and, and like Michael Colby said, the very generic late nineties uh cockpit scene where you just gotta grab levers and you you, there's just levers everywhere. <laughs> Twisting and pulling everything, yeah. Some levers can't do something, and some levers just keep going up and down over and over again, and some levers get stuck in the middle, and that's probably the important lever. Uh, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Uh, but, yeah, once they, once they crash land and we get all of the scenes and we get to meet all the characters – I was I was really in. I thought I thought as far as a character development goes, th there's some pretty good characters in here. That uh, security guard who poses as a cop, uh, I thought that character was pretty. He's not cool. a he's not a security guard. He's a bad. Oh, he's a merc. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad mercenary. Yeah. yeah, he's a bad that person. Was, that was the least. That was the least surprising like character turn I've ever seen. Like as soon as that character was introduced, I'm like, that guy's the, that guy's the bad guy. And I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was weird the way that they showed Vin Diesel to start, which is like that you show him and they give him like the Cyrus, the virus kind of uh attitude from Con Air. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this dude Cyrus is the baddest. The virus. Yeah. Oh my God. So this dude is the baddest of the bad. <laughs> then he breaks out and he, he uh, foot chokes the, you know, the, the Merc and immediately the Merc yeah. just, spins it over and ties him up and it's like okay well he caught vin diesel that fast again it's like dude i thought you were like cooler than cool but i think the only reason they did that was because they had to show that scene where where vin pops his shoulders out and Justin. dude That's i i when i watched it i was like wow that cgi holds up pretty well it turns out he really did that like he can do that and do that, that was that was his idea to put that in there which is pretty gross yeah, no, you can't. could tell it was real from someone who was he have seen that many many times with like my history throughout sports. But when you he did that, you could actually tell it was real, and I was cringing the entire time. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, it, it was like Mel Gibson hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I just I just assumed that he was able to catch him that quick because of the cryo sleep. Like they just woke up, they just woke him up out of the cryo sleep. He's but groggy. he made. But he made a point that he didn't sleep at all because he's primal and yeah. awake, whatever. Yeah, but you're—I mean, he—he's was on there for how long? So his body's got to be. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, his body's got to like, be what? like atrophied. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So then, then we get the the walk through 
which I think is actually a pretty cool thing where it looks like there's trees in the distance and they're like, oh, where there's trees, there's water and they got to get to the water thing. I thought that a lot of the tech was actually pretty interesting too, like that rover being, uh, you know, solar powered and they're what, and even like their little water, their, their air container things. They're still like, suits kind yeah, of from Dune. Since, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, the tech is pretty cool here. I'm okay with most of this. It's um, the setting is this fun kind of used future where like everything feels a little secondhand, but it's all very practical. And it none of it's all high tech, but it never feels like it's shiny and chrome and sleek. Yeah. All the guns are that like boxy kind of like you know, the, all the guns have corners on them, which is a yeah. weird thing to say, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like the shotgun is big. And all of the machinery is kind of clunky and grimy. It looks, I mean, it looks like a, it's a fun looking sci-fi setting. I think for the year 2000, I think it was 2000 it was made, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, for the year 2000, the sci, like the cinema, the sci-fi is not that bad for, for what year it was made in. You've got, uh, you got a bunch, you got some space Muslims, which I'm a huge fan of. You know, I I love that. Just <laughs> space I, I, honest, honestly, yeah. it's a really interesting concept, particularly in sci-fi, because you have the question of like, when they pray, what direction do they face? And it's this mm-hmm. little human right. element you can flesh out for, that you don't normally get in just every average day-to-day thing. Right. And it's it's fun to see them treated as like they're not caricatures. They're not cartoons. Yeah. They feel like very real characters who are practicing a religious ceremony. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's Keith David. Like, yes. yes. He's the if, best if, part of this movie. Yeah. There could have been a lot of people that really muffed that up, but Keith yeah. David being in it was definitely the right choice for that character. Yeah. He, yeah. he adds credence to any movie or any project. He's in. once he's there, you're like, all right, I'm in good hands. Take yeah. Me somewhere. I uh, heard his voice and I was like, I perked up. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I yeah. know that voice. <laughs> so, so we we go over a lot of sand uh, around a lot of bones, and we get to, uh, and I, I'm sure I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we get to that first real station, which is where, like, you know, the 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 solar things start moving around, and I guess they got to get the power cells from there, right? Is that is that that first place? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But but for some reason, that one boy. Mr. Blackwell. Um, so for some reason, that one boy goes into that back closet. <laughs> and even though these uh, things, uh, these aliens hunt blood only, uh, knocking over a wrench that turns on a computer also causes them to come attack this boy. Is that right? I think that's a line of events. <laughs> okay, I think so. Cool. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, which uh, then I was like, okay, I guess they're sound, right? They're sound-based people. But that's also not true. because. No. And also, they're not sight-based things, uh, mm. even though they have blind spots. I think because <laughs> yeah, like if you're close thing. enough to the ground, they can't get you. <laughs> they, was <laughs> there were so many faults to these aliens, creatures, whatever the hell they are. I mean, it was just like watching. I almost thought I was watching a Quiet Place again until I saw Vin Diesel, and then <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it I'm was, like, what is going on? Are they going off of like uh, sound because they have they they use sonar <laughs> for to see what the hell they're doing? So are they going off of that? And then someone said they it's because they smell blood, and then that's what that's what it is, and it's because they can't see in the light or something. I don't. Yeah, it was it's, so. Confusing. It's almost like it's almost like they used whatever sense that they needed to in that particular situation that they were in to catch the humans that were around them. No. Yeah. Here's my question. And I hope Phil can hear this because I do have, I do. (laughs) What? Uh, Is Phil there? He's it feels like, I don't know. I think Phil said, (laughs) okay. So uh, Johnny blaze. They (laughs) what's going on. So uh, these characters needed these power cells to get off of the planet, right? And uh, the, the, the mercenary guy was very clear that they should not get these power cells until right before it gets dark or else Vin Diesel's going to leave them. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, yeah now, right. now, what would make them know how much time they have before it got dark or why would they wait at all? What was the point of that, do you think? I don't know. I mean, as far as maybe the time, maybe they were going with the, trying to read like sundial style, you know, like old school. 
because like you know they look kind of yeah they look at maybe the they had some and even the one dude was like, uh, when I looked at the dial, I think it's pretty much just black from now on, right? Is that what he said? He's like, uh, it looks yeah. like from now on, these two planets are just together, so uh, we're kind of screwed. Yeah. There. But I guess yeah, so. Is much. it like, is it like eleven years of dark and then eleven years of light? You think? I think I think it's twenty-two years of light and then one month of darkness. Yeah, um, just one month. Yeah. I think it's one month. Yeah. But this oh, okay. does. This does so. There's a trope that happens with eclipses in a lot of TV and movies that I really dislike. I can see Michael grinning. I because I, I know what you're gonna say because I probably think you have the same there. problem. You get that. You get that climb. You get the. You get the eclipsing body climbing up in place of the sun, and then it hits the sun and it stops <laughs> and it hangs out for a long time. And I'm like, yep. if it was moving this fast, why would it? Shouldn't it just go, uh, all right, brief yeah. eclipse, and then we're done? Like a like, real eclipse or something? Like, like a real eclipse, almost. Yeah. But yeah. this happens anytime <laughs> like an eclipse, eclipse is portrayed in, in media. This yeah. happens almost every time, and this is no exception. The, like thing, the, that I, the, the thing that oh, I noticed about this eclipse was that planet that did the eclipse did look a lot bigger. Yes. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like the moon was going over top of it. It was like Saturn. <laughs> that was going past yeah. it. So I can yes, see it, you know, being a long eclipse, but it did just, it also did just stop in the sky. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Dan, of all the characters that you meet, <laughs> uh, who is your favorite uh, of all the people that are on this ship? Well, I would have to go um, with uh the the dumbest one, I'm gonna start with the dumbest one. The dumbest one is the guy that was burying the two in the beginning and then walks up and shoots the other guy just because he thought he was Riddick. And <laughs> yeah. just like he splatters blood all over that chick's face. And like that was that was that was stupid, but it was also cool. But, <laughs> but <laughs> stupid but cool is like the theme of this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But uh my favorite character would have to be uh, other than Vin Diesel, would have to be uh um uh Caroline. The girl, I believe that's her name. The um, pilot girl. Yeah, uh, the, the one the that character. died at the end. Yep. Yeah, I thought that the, the people that I did not understand whatsoever was the one guy that had a, 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 a what is it a coffin full of liquor and, <laughs> and he's he, an antiquities dealer and he apparently yeah. just wanted to get to Paris even though he's traveling through space. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna I yeah. was gonna say the same thing, Dan. I was like the one guy that leaves the ship. And then comes back to the sh he digs a hole, comes back to the ship, sees somebody that does not look like Vin Diesel, and then just shoots him in the back of the skull for no <laughs> reason whatsoever. I'm like, what right. is happening here? He was like, he, he was just was like, Riddick. oh shit, my bad. Yeah, he he's, like, like, oh, man. Grave. Right. <laughs> no, he's like, he'll respawn. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Now I will say, Paris, the antiquities dealer, I think has the best death in the movie, in as much as like he's the guy who's kneeling him down, and it's dark and he blows a plume of flame and it lights up dozens of monsters around him and then riddick yeah. sees him getting torn apart and i'm like all right that shot where he blows the fire out i'm like that's that is a good utilization of like the light and dark of this movie and i wish they had done more clever stuff like that yeah, yeah. and if if those would have been better looking aliens it also would have been better hell yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> uh but when you have i guess when you have uh tubes of neon light uh, a lot of alcohol, uh, uh, infinite lighters, apparently, some flashlights, and a propane tank. Why, <laughs> Johnny, why would you just set the propane tank open and just let it just flame while you're traveling through uh, the desert? Do you think that's the best usage for the propane tank situation? I'm going to go with the strong no on that. <laughs> hard no! It's <laughs> a hard passer. Hard no! Because, like, you look at this, this, the acetylene tank and you're like, I wonder what's going to happen with this thing. And literally, it's like, there's some light and then it just goes out. And you're like, well, that was yep. absolutely yeah. pointless. Uh, it doesn't yeah. blow up. Yeah, exactly. It, it does not blow up, which is the only thing I want propane tanks to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That could have uh, been that could have been a really cool scene, like, in uh, that uh, Dawn of the Dead remake where they're getting out of the thing and they throw the propane tank and then like all the aliens like would have spread out in a circle. Like yeah. that would have been a cool thing to happen with that propane tank. Because for the most part, they, they went on 
zero offensive measures to fight these things, correct? It was basically, they're going to kill us. Let's just see how far we can walk. I, I think that's why there are so many of them. It's to highlight that, like, again, like a movie where there were, like, two big ones. At some point, they're going to try and go on the offensive because you're going to have that moment where it's like, we outnumber them and Riddick's good at it. When you mm-hmm. have millions of these things flying around, even if they're the size of dogs, there's not a whole lot of offensive like capability you can muster. You just have to keep moving. Yeah. So I, I understood mean, that. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like everything that they did served almost zero purpose to everything else that they were doing. Uh, like if you have all of this alcohol and you can make bombs, Throw some bombs. You know what I mean? Like they, they literally did nothing except let's make sure that we have the dimmest light possible so that these guys stay right here behind us and let's just kind of get through the desert here. Uh, <laughs> I, I do agree with you because when I was taking scene notes on this, I realized I had been kind of like not paying attention and I, I just wrote down kind of zoned out here. And then I got back in when Riddick and Catherine got to the ship and I'm like, all right, I'm back in. This is fine. But the actual running through the darkness stuff in this didn't really grab my attention a whole very strongly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll say out of, out of every movie that we've reviewed so far. And I think this is like number nine now. Uh, but this one, I took the least amount of notes. It was just kind of like, this is just happening. You know, like things are just happening. It's like nothing yeah. means anything. And then all of a sudden there's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> the gender reveal right that yeah, that, that, was, that didn't make any sense up. to me because they're like they're like oh yeah this is a girl and i'm like was this not a girl the entire movie like no. i did not understand that well now, they they was, referred i'm they sorry referred what was to, the point oh. sorry what was the point of having a travel as a boy type thing you know what i mean right but i just don't understand like what was the difference of him being a boy or a girl i guess yeah. because she was on her period and those things are attracted to blood Right, that would be the only thing. But for no. some reason, a nobody no. nobody knew it was a girl. They kept calling yeah. it him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, his or her name is Jack B. Bad in the credits, which is <laughs> insane to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I do not understand that whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with a girl wanting to be Riddick, and I'm cool with you know like uh, I'm I'm a badass and whatever. I just didn't understand why that had to be a secret from who and, and yeah. oh, it was yeah. just dumb. It was dumb. It, it does feel like one of those surprises that was fairly common in like late '90s science fiction, where like they were starting to pull back. They were starting to pull again from like the '60s or that was a little bit more of a plot point in a lot of sci-fi is the fluidity of gender and identity, but it doesn't serve much of a purpose in this movie, except as a reveal. And it just, it's like well, nothing I, comes of it afterwards either. It's like, yeah, I, I think that it's a poor display of uh, gender fluidity when the point yes. is, Oh shit, there's a girl here. Now. We're yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, well, that sucks. Like, why is there a girl here? We don't need that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought that that whole thing was, was uh, really just lackluster. And I, and I guess Dylan would say that it's like a, like, it's one of those plot points that you kind of have to do to make sure that something happens. Uh, I kind did. Of, I, yeah. I did look up and apparently Riddick was uh, originally a female character. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a badass and she was supposed to die at the end of this movie, which I guess is why they put that character Jack in there to pay homage to the original character. That way, if it did keep going, oh, Jack, Jack would have been the new uh, Riddick or whatever. Oh, that um, actually but- would have been way cooler. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Vin Diesel died and some, then she some, took right, over. Right. Chronicles. And then it could have been the Jack B. Bad series. <laughs> well, even then, you have the Chronicles of Riddick, but Riddick is just a title or a name that people assume after the last one dies. Yeah, right. Which would that be great. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, yeah. There's not really a whole lot of this movie that is is uh, talk aboutable. You know, like the no. uh, the one the one not cop guy was uh, boring. I did think that uh, him doing the drugs <laughs> in the eyeball was very cool. Um, that was his decision. That was the actor's decision. That's cool. Yeah, he he had apparently consulted with a doctor about the worst places that doctor had seen people shoot up, and doctor apparently said eyeball. So he's like, "All right, corner of the eye. Here we go. Ooh. It's effective. Yeah. Not the drug, I not bet. the method. I'm saying the <laughs> the portrayal is an effective portrayal. I wouldn't know about administering morphine to the eyeball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. morphine to the eyeball." 
uh, or anything in the eye. And I was <laughs> vodka in the eye works. That's pretty yeah, good stuff. That's and true. I was in a car accident when I was uh, when I was a teenager, and I was uh, you know in the ICU for two weeks on morphine, and I, it may as well have been six hours that I was there. So I don't know how this guy is doing all of this stuff. <laughs> On morphine, <laughs> like he's that is insane to me. Well, they he's apparently, yep, and they <laughs> seem to have use morphine a fair amount because at the beginning, when she says, Give me adrenophine, it sounds like she is talking about a mixture of like adrenaline, adrenaline and morphine, and, yeah. which yeah, sounds yeah. like a crazy mm-hmm. afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> especially in space. time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was this anybody's first time watching this movie? Mine, right yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. cool. Right on. Um, and did did you have? Because obviously you guys knew that Riddick is a franchise, and I'm sure you've heard that there's multiple. What did? What was your idea going into this? I'll let Michael go first. Go ahead, bro. Well, like I said, um, I did play the games. I played those old games, which are uh, like amazing. They have What's good stories. They're fun games. Um, so I was expecting actually a lot more out of this. Like, um, I I didn't... This is my first Vin Diesel movie, so I didn't have any, like, preconceived notions about him being bad or good or whatever. Um, so I was like, whatever, he's an action star, and he did that well here. Mm-hmm. But this movie, all of my notes... <laughs> We miss you, Phil. Sorry, Phil. Sorry, man. This sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. <laughs> uh, so, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so all of my notes on this movie is this is every sci-fi movie from this era. There is nothing special going on here where it could have. Like, there's plenty of opportunities for them to have done something, but they didn't. They didn't do anything in this movie. So a little bit about Vin Diesel then, if um, nobody's really familiar with his film stuff. Uh, he used to be a dancer, break dancing, and he broke into film because I think, Zach, we kind of watched that little mini biopic when we watched uh, Bloodshot, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he, he got into film because I think he had a mentor or like a friend of his when he was a kid who was in film. And he's like, this is how I'm... he got discovered, but he has a contract. He's very tough, and he portrays himself that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's in the Fast and Furious movies, his contract says that his character can't lose a fight. Mm-hmm. Can't lose a fight against another character when he's in that movie. Uh, and I've, I think oh, that extends yeah. to his other films. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel is also a massive Dungeons & Dragons nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, sim- like Well-known. Him and Joe Manganiello are probably the biggest two people in Hollywood who are D&D nerds. Um, on the set of Chronicles of Riddick, the second one with Dame Ju- Judy Dench, he actually had the 3.5e books memorized so he could run it at a whim. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and he played D&D with Judy Dench. Um, wow. I did hear I did hear about that. Now, if you now if you haven't seen this movie before and you haven't seen the next one, Chronicles of Riddick and Riddick are very clearly D&D movies just mm-hmm. set in space. It's a lot of adventuring. It's a lot of like space magic. And it's a lot of Vin Diesel's character sneaking around and killing people really easily. Ooh, and I, li- I actually like that. I'm in. Yeah. And I, I think I if you played like the game, movie. you yeah. would like the second movie better. Because the okay. second movie is more of a traditional sci fi action movie. Yeah, I liked this movie enough to be interested in seeing the sequels. Like, if the sequels go further in that direction, I'm in. Like, I will watch those movies. But okay, this one yeah. is this one's as generic as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Is like when I watched this movie, it was like it was slow. It, start, it started out real slow, and I kept saying, "Okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next?" And then nothing happened next. So it was just <laughs> an onslaught of me going, "Okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next?" And then next thing you know, spaceship takes off and roll credits, and I'm like, "What the hell?" So yeah, I am definitely I'm definitely going to want to watch the uh, Riddick and Chronicles of Riddick too, just to make just to be sure this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I I did appreciate the relative gut punch of Catherine's death at the end. Um, yeah, her getting yanked into the darkness and with not even a scream, I thought was a nice little like 
dark bow to wrap this up a little bit. I, mm-hmm. Him burning them all up with the ship engines is whatever. But to have her like make that character choice to go back for everybody, save everybody, including Riddick, and then get unceremoniously dragged into the darkness and devoured is yeah. probably the most effective dramatic decision I think this movie makes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, Johnny, what did you think of the scene where uh, Riddick cuts some of Carolyn's hair and then just smells it and throws it into the wind? Yeah, that was definitely serial killer creepy stuff. <laughs> he, did, he does do some weird stuff throughout the movies. Throughout the series, man, he has some like creepy stalker like in the window moments. Like I think in the second one, maybe. He's yeah. like looking at the people while she's like changing and stuff. And I'm like, okay, but he's a badass killer. I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's <laughs> you know that one scene close to the end when Cameron's head is right here and he's like talking he goes so blah 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 and here's her hair mm, and then so he, uh, I'm on the side blah 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 it's like oh, he what is are you, so dude, what are close you doing? to her that is and so like, uncomfortable yeah. and he's like, he's like yeah. ASMR and the shit out of her right there yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah, talk to your cop friend I need these power cells like, yeah. what are you, dude that's not even sexy Ooh, talk what are you talking about <laughs> If you want more real boys ASMR, you can subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) Hey, bro, they're going to try to cancel Vin Diesel's character like they did Pepe Le Pew in about 20 years. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like, just just watch watch Pitch Black and see how much air he sniffs. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. too much, turns out. uh, out, I saw the movie and she did not consent to that. She told me, she winked twice. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh boo. Joe oh, Biden Phil. style. Come on. You <laughs> had to go there, huh, buddy? Oh, whatever. Joe Biden's not above reproach. No. I like, that, I, like that our pod, I like that our podcast mogul guy has the worst tech on here and can't <laughs> <Yeah>. hang out. <laughs> well, I, I think that stuff oh, just happens, man. It's like a monster. No, I know. Just I know. The no, grossest. I'm just, just giving a hard time. Can we talk about the grossest scene in this movie, which is where he's shaving his head with motor oil or like something castor yeah. grease. Grease. and they yeah. keep like zooming in on him yeah. like scraping this yeah. gross shit off like what was the point of that scene i there mean you- shave your head if he if he would have used the shiv to shave his head dry like that would have showed me that he was a badass but slathering his head in disgusting grease and doing it <laughs> unnecessary (laughs) and so so disgusting looking there there are a few weird director choices in this movie the one that sticks out to me is when i think his name is zeke kills the survivor of the previous crash and it's like i thought he was riddick and then it snap zooms to riddick in the watch in like the watchtower seat he's cracking open a beer and i'm like what is this comedy style zoom in the middle of this action horror sci-fi movie He's just sitting there watching everybody kill each other. He's like, this is going to be fun. He's like, oh, I can't (laughs) wait to get all their hair. Uh, There was a a lot of weird, like, directing choices. Like, even the beginning, like, once, like, the meteors kind of go through the ship, it turns into a straight headache for about five minutes. And I'm like, what? Okay, this is, like, it's too much shaky cam. It's too much just lights in your face. And then her windshield breaks out. I'm like, oh, cool. She's going to get sucked out of this thing. And then it goes to this weird thing where it's like, uh, you get ground, and then her eyeball, and then ground, and then like the virtual horizon, and then her eyeball, and then a ground, and then a switch, yeah, and then a lever. And you're like, dude, get, calm down. Just yeah, I there get- was there was there was a lot of those scenes where it just sort of goes crazy for no real reason, mm-hmm. just to like I guess like get your anxiety up before something happens. But that that was the worst one. That one that you're talking about with her eye and then the horizon and then the oh. the the penis ship about to crash. Like, yeah, it was it, it was a headache for about for way too long. Yeah, and that I, sounds like oh my VCR is messed up because this cannot be how a, a film goes. But no, no it, it, it was, was yeah yeah. And I just wanted to say cool- one thing about them crashing in though. Is that when they were coming when they were coming in and that windshield breaks, you're coming through you're coming to like the surface of this earth at like mock speeds. There's no way in hell you're you're staying alive. No, nope. like there's flames coming yeah. through, everyone in that plane is dead. And yeah. you saw the rocks and the sand like kicking up through the windshield. It would have just uh, like sent holes through like yeah, somebody rapid. was shooting a machine gun at them. Yeah, yeah Swiss cheese. Right. 
And then she's fine, and the other dude has like the stick out of him, and he's like, "Get this out of me!" And then immediately, "Don't touch it! <laughs> I probably gotta die soon, or in an hour, or who knows what happens in that yeah. scene." Because she's like, "Everyone, get out!" And then they leave, yeah. and what hours later he dies? I think, or yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Unspecified amount of time. Yeah. I don't know if she. I, I thought she was going to kill him, but I think she just waited for him to dude. bleed out. I have no idea. Just sat there and watched yeah. him. That dollar yeah, store. I could just end this right now. Was... I could just do it. Yeah. No. Like, oh, man, come on. Like, get out of here. Uh, but all in all, like th- this movie, like uh, once again, I-, I I could tell where the money went. It had a twenty three million dollar budget, and it pretty much tripled its mon- money in the box office. So it-, it was a success for the most part. And and I'm curious if if Michael, if you think that a lot of these scenes are cliche because. This movie was very popular. So I wonder if this movie got ripped off so many times. You know, and this sure. was like the first one. I'm always yeah, curious well, about that. I mean, the the comparison that I had while I was watching it was Event Horizon. Like it felt like it did lift a couple things off of Event Horizon. Mm. And that one was what, 97, 98, something like that. Six, I think, was maybe. It that late? Jeez. That was yeah. That was mm-hmm. it. Was before that, but otherwise, like I said, it was like ninety five to like two thousand five was sort of. So I can imagine this movie taking a lot of stuff, and I'm sure, I'm sure that stuff after that did rip it off because yeah, the cliches. But there was definitely stuff that this was taking stuff off of. Yeah, uh, Johnny, what was the highlight scene for you? Like what? What stands out after watch this movie? If if you had to tell somebody to watch it, what is the one thing you're like, yo, this is the dope scene right here. This is why Phil likes this movie. Oh man. Um I guess where he's fighting the things all by himself, like you know what I'm saying? Uh, where you go, you, he gets like a little quick and he like where he kills the one, the one I, I can't remember exactly, but he kills one by himself. It's like one on one while they're going throughout the desert. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. That was that was my favorite scene because I'd like to have seen a little bit more of that where he just got to show his skills as Riddick, yeah, so to speak, and yeah, utilizing the shiner, shiner job on his eyes and everything. <laughs> yeah, which kind of sometimes works, kind of sometimes didn't. Uh, yeah. Sometimes he wore sunglasses at nighttime. I don't understand why. Uh, but uh, yeah, the goggles thing. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, Dan, what do you think was Phil's favorite part of this movie? <laughs> I, I, the op the opening the part the the first part. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't understand how this could be anybody's favorite like, top five movie of all time. I don't understand wow. it at all. Yikes! Like maybe the entire series as a whole but that just this movie solo as someone's top five i'm sorry phil but so no i have some i have some actual words from phil about why about summation of his thoughts i'm gonna read them out <laughs> i'm just gonna read them out okay it's a drop, movie drop. it's a movie that took stranded on an alien world premise with an interest in anti-hero in a fun way now now it's it was fun looking back looking back Uh, on it from 2021 it is derivative for sure but a fair amount of this is so familiar because stuff has been lifting from this movie from the last 20 years i I mean i can technically the premise of this movie was ripped off of a deleted scene from aliens though i mean the whole point of this is a space prison you know it's aliens yeah yeah. (laughs) uh but dylan what do you think is uh is phil's favorite scene of this movie um no cheating don't let him tell you what his actual favorite scene is. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> now, um, what do I think his favorite part is? He seems to like that Riddick is, a, is an anti-hero. So, like, the moral ambiguity of Riddick potentially leaving everybody behind at the end and then going back and killing the two aliens by himself to, like, show that he's not such a villain. He's just kind of out to, for himself, but he's a good guy. I mean, that's the deepest this movie kind of gets. And I'm not sure Vin Diesel necessarily pulls it off, but it's not done badly. Yeah. What about you, Michael Colby? Um, I think 
Now, I'm going to speak for Phil here, but I think that his favorite part of this movie is the fact that they killed three children in it. I know that Phil loves it when movies kill children, and they did three in this movie. That's no, true. That's, that's they were just, all of they were all Keith David's part. kids, which was pretty messed up. It has yeah. that is one of my favorite film transitions of all time is when it has the the eaten corpse and its eye transitions into the sun. I'm like, that's a good director's move. I like that a lot. That, and it doesn't yeah, do anything one, like that. Yeah, when the, that first kid that died, when they when those things like skeletonized him, yes. that was like my favorite death of this movie. <laughs> yes, that <is> cool. <laughs> that was Chris cool. Harvey, Chris Harvey in the chat saying he's not a huge fan of uh, any of these movies. Yeah. Wow. That's not surprising and, because there's no Disney characters in here. No, that's the point. Yeah, the Justin's favorite part is the kids dying because it's so quiet after that. That's <laughs> every single time a kid dies, he goes, "Oh God!" I, oh. <laughs> that's great. No, uh, yeah, I do I, have a, I do have one question about um, Vin Diesel though. Does he own any shirts with sleeves? Do you think he owns any shirts with sleeves? No, no, no. Okay, no. I don't Based know that Vin Diesel has ever that... worn sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, based what, on the what? post that I saw that Zach posted in the in the group with the him smoking a cigarette and the in the beer gut going on with the shirt off, <laughs> that guy has no shame whatsoever. So yeah. right on to you, Vin Diesel. There if are... I look like I do look like that, but a little bit more hairy. <laughs> my shirt's not coming off ever. Ever. Oh, true. If you yeah. wear if you Google Vin Diesel in sleeves, there are a few pictures of him in Sleeve shirts. Oh wow! In the pacifier, yeah. Chris Harvey is saying, "I like." I forgot that that movie existed. He did a that couple is, of comedies. That is didn't Chris he? Harvey's number four movie, actually. Yeah, he did some Disney stuff. Pacifier. <laughs> oh, Isn't that like rated PG? It's a kid bro. movie. Yeah, it's a Disney. Yeah. That is he like... also in the Tooth Fairy. Was that him? No, that's say. Yeah. Rock. He was in the yeah, Tooth Rock. Fairy. It's the same movie though. It's the the exact same thing where it's like, let's make sure we have a very large man in a skimpy outfit talking yes. to kids and not yeah. understanding how diapers I, work. Probably. I thought you meant it was the same thing as Pitch Black, where it's like a baby sister has to protect a bunch of kids from aliens that'll eat them in the dark. Yeah, and then halfway through the, the movie, Vin Diesel's like, and it's a girl, and you're like, no, yeah. no, don't ruin this movie. You got me I mean, again, I Vin Diesel. Yeah. I am kind of actually interested to watch that movie. The Tooth Whoa. Fairy, where he has to stop kids from getting killed oh. in the dark. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so uh, I don't think any of us really like this movie a whole lot, and I don't think that any of us, outside of possibly Justin because of the dead kids and Phil because of uh, because of the his uh, lo- yeah the dead kids and his love of two thousands early vape wave culture. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess let's let's do some reels on this thing real fast and. Uh, if you want to, do you guys want to get through that? And then we'll talk about the special episode we're doing this week. Yeah. Let's yes. do that. All right. Yeah, let's Johnny, talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Johnny blaze. How, how many <laughs> out of 10 reels? Well, what do you give? What do you... Uh, originally I had given it an eight, but I'm going to go with a seven man because, but I will say this, the sequels were better. The second one's my favorite. The third one was uh, pretty good. Um, I liked all the other anime stuff, but but I think it I think it set it up good. And at that time when it came out, it was a great film. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think that the second one does that thing where it's like they got way too much budget, so it's kind of too big. But uh, yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, Dan, Mister Lovely, how many reels? Zero. I'm gonna be this just because I like Phil. I'm gonna give it a six, not because I like Ooh. the movie, because I like Phil. I'm gonna give it a six. <laughs> I thought you were going to say four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, I was a little uh, hard. I just want to be honest. I was a little hard on Chris Harvey for a quiet place. I should have gave that one at least a six, but I gave it a four. But yeah, no. just because I like Phil, it was, it's, it's a six. No, <laughs> a quiet place was way, way worse than this one was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I disagree. I think that I'm, I don't know. I think they're almost the same. They're equally uh-huh. like yeah. in my brain. I'm like, they're great. And then I watch them like, nope, it's just fine. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like way better than the quiet place. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, Mike Colby reels. Yeah. I also have six on this one, but not because I like Phil, just because I actually did have fun watching this movie. Like yeah. as I was watching the movie, I was like, this is boring and I've seen all of it. And you could tell that it was like, I didn't know about the 
it being based off of a deleted scene from aliens, but the <laughs> aliens influence was like front and center on this thing. Um, so I, I was having fun. Um, the acting was good. Um, they did kill three children and uh, Vin Diesel was way better than I expected. So yeah, uh, definitely a six. I'm definitely going to watch these other movies because I did have fun with this one. And if you're saying that this set up like the universe for what's going on after that, if they're more like the games, you know, that's fine with me. But yeah, six, despite um, Phil liking it so much. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Terry, how many reels you got, boy? It's it's fine, man. This is a seven, seven out of ten. <laughs> I'm giving it slight, I'm giving it slightly higher than six because it does a few sci-fi conventions that I like, like the used future look of everything, space Muslims. I'll admit, I I love a good like religious figure in a sci-fi movie. If yeah. they're an adherent and they're faithful, I really like the struggle that comes from being that character in this type of world. Yeah, but man, I don't know. It's dull. <laughs> It's just dull. It's pretty dull. There's, You're right. I, I, I phased out partway through, so I don't have any notes for the last third. <laughs> yeah, I phased <laughs> out at the end, which is really bad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I guess I just don't care what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to give this thing six reels. I, uh, I didn't have as much fun as I expected to have with this thing. Uh, it, is, it is on the precipice of being interesting, but it never pulls through. It's like, oh, this is cool. So what? Oh, this is cool. So what? Uh, but yeah, so all in all, it looks like we're going to give this thing uh, 39.5 out of 60 yeah. reels, which Phil, gives it about a six and a half. Phil gives a 7.5. Phil gives one of his favorite movies a 7.5. <laughs> I, I, I do. I effing hate Phil so much. <laughs> how, do you, how do you give a movie that you find one of your favorites a 7.5 out of 10? Oh my I, god! I, I gave minimal The Hills Have Eyes seven point five too, so I I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I can't Actually, watch I thought, it. I did the exact thought, same thing. I thought Dan's uh, review of Hills Have Eyes was lower than that. I thought it was like a six or a five. <laughs> no, it was a seven point. I think it was okay. a seven. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Before we do that, we're going to send some quick goodbyes. Uh, one last note, though, we're going to have a special episode this coming Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern where we're going to go over Mortal Kombat. It's going to be hosted by Mr. Michael Colby. He has a Hell very yeah, it is. He's got a very special guest for us this week, so we're uh, super excited for this. Uh, as we say our goodbyes, though, gentlemen, what I'm going to ask from you, though, is can you give me one character you're looking forward to in Mortal Kombat and the character you think is going to win Mortal Kombat? So, Dylan Terry, goodbyes and your Mortal Kombat. Yes. Uh, my name is Dylan. I'm from Some Nobodies. Check us out at somenobodies.com. Uh, we've got a short film. We've got a new podcast dropping at some point in the next few weeks. And the character I'm looking forward to most in the new Mortal Kombat, uh, hey, Hachi. <laughs> what of my face? Get him off here. Get him off here. God. That was Tekken. God, I hate him. I hate him more than Phil. Hey, everybody. My name is Dan Levely. You can catch Oops Caught Me Smoking over on a. Uh, Facebook, IGTV, YouTube, and on every podcast platform known to man. I'm everywhere. I love you guys. Bye. Mortal oh, Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I was always a fan of Sub-Zero, so I'm looking forward to that guy. This is going to be yeah. awesome. Right on. Right on. Michael Colby. Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents. I love this terrible game. Uh, the Real Boys. Um I'm doing stuff with uh, the pod skit, which is an improv sketch show. Um, I have some stuff going on with some nobodies. Uh, whatever else I'm doing doesn't matter. Um, uh, this may come as a surprise uh, to nobody, but I'm a big fan of Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, so I sort of hope that the guy who organizes the entire thing is the one who wins the entire thing. Nice. I love it. Mr. Johnny Blaze. Anyway, 
my name is Zach Wiseman. You can see me anywhere. You can find Dylan over at Some Nobody's. Dude, he is stressed. Look at him. <laughs> He's like, oh, Mortal Kombat. I don't know what to do about this. Anyway, uh, if you want to see what we're doing, somenobodies.com. If you want to see all the real boy stuff, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that wild nonsense. Uh, our podcasts go up all the time. We have the next episode this Friday with Mortal Kombat. Next Monday, though, is going to be my number five favorite movie, which is called... <laughs> literally just forgot the name of it. Uh, what, what is it? Oh, Spirited Away. Yes, the Miyazaki film, Spirited Away. Uh, I will be the host of that guy, and um, hopefully my internet won't let you down. Until then, guys, we're the real boys. Thank you very much. Bye.